We're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Worldwide Genre. This is your host, Tony. Uh, we're here uh, on, on another uh, summer day in quarantine. Uh, today, we're fortunate enough to have a wonderful uh, artist, DJ, producer um, coming out of uh, New York City, coming out of New York, um, signed. Uh, I don't even need to say who signed him, bro. He's just... This is a big time, big time, big time, big time. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, Tony Quattro from the U.S. How are you doing, bro? Hey, what's good, man? How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, bro. You know, just chilling. Um, well, firstly, thank you very much for being, you know, for, for believing in the project enough to be, you know, be on here with us. That Absolutely, means man. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, bro. How would you introduce yourself to someone who doesn't know who Tony Quattro is? Sure. Um, I'd say Tony Quattro is a music producer, DJ, composer. Um, and I'd like to throw in that I'm a drummer, definitely. Uh, Part-time hair model when it's in the right form. You know, vegan enthusiast, Overwatch player, man of uh, many talents, <laughs> many mysteries. With little verified on Instagram. Are you verified on Twitter, too? Yeah. Damn. The Twitter was first. Twitter was first. Instagram came later. Damn, that's what's up, bro. Much respect, <laughs> Much respect for all of that, bro. Uh, like I said, welcome. Uh, dude, it was just, it was so awesome to go from, you know, a fan, a, a supporter, you know, of your music to actually getting to meet you and, like, kick it with you for, like, a little bit, you know, for like, your show and just, you know, uh, kind of... Uh, socialize a little bit with you bro you're you're super you're super cool oh hell yeah man i appreciate that um and no it's it's always i mean any booking is is always just like super appreciated and it's you know makes it even cooler when you know you can kick it with the people and i mean i got so much love for portland too every time i'm there like it's a really good vibe the city i mean it's just the city it's like just known for obviously like free spirits and being yourself and like just doing your thing, you know, go to Portland, you do whatever. Yeah. 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 Dude. Mad love, mad love to uh, Portland, Oregon, as I have a California. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> there's oh, some crossover. God. I feel like there's, the, there's a lot of free spirits, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely, yeah. definitely a land of free spirits. Uh, well, yeah. we love having you out here, you know, with our, with all the global based family, uh, Hell yeah. them every I feel like I shout them out every single episode, but that's because they're they're like family to me. Yeah, they're the best. Big ups to the global based people. We'll we'll touch a little bit more on your experience at global based. Yeah, definitely. Later on in the conversation. Definitely. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, yeah, man. Just right off the bat, bro. Like, where do you come from? Uh, you know, where were you born and raised? Culturally, like, who are you? Heritage, family, like, who are you? Who's Tony? What's your Definitely. real name? <laughs> My real name is Anthony, but um, I'm in a, a line of Anthony's, uh, and I'm actually the fourth, so that's where Tony Quattro comes from. Um, but yeah, I was born in New York City, raised outside the city, um, and then I moved uh, when I was in middle school overseas, so lived in London for like five years, uh, then came back, lived in New York City again, and then uh, moved to LA, where I am right now. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude, uh, damn, bro. I'm, I, 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 the funny thing is, like, uh, it's we've had we've so far we've had connections with some dope ass artists, with with some really cool names. Uh, I would not call anybody up and coming, you know. But you know, you know what that means. 
yeah yeah some some artists that are gonna do big things but like you're actually like one of the first uh interviews that i've had thus far on this project uh somebody that's definitely like just i don't know how to put it you know you've done some great big things you know in your career as tony quattro um i appreciate that man yeah thank you tell us a little bit about uh a little bit about how that all started though like where did you start like what are your origins in music yeah yeah absolutely um so i mean it definitely started uh when i was super young just um i didn't have uh parents that were musicians or anything but my dad put me on to great music when i was young um and then i just got really into music and he sort of made this deal with me where like i wanted a cd player but if i got the cd player i had to take up an instrument um and that kind of started there was also this kid in my like fourth grade class who was just so cool like his dad was like a coach of the rangers and he played drums and he was just like the coolest kid so i was like i, I think i get the cd player and i like you know get some clout next to the cool kids and the drums are just awesome. I he always was a soccer coach. His dad was the coach, assistant coach of the Rangers, so he was just like the coolest kid in school. By like, wow, that's crazy. Slide. Yeah, because football is huge in in Europe. Yeah. Um, soccer, soccer for all you yeah. Americans. Yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, the, I mean, then it was, it was sort of taken to another level, like music for me when I moved because, um, there was just so many. I mean, there's just, you get exposed to so much more when you're uh, in a city like London. Um, It's hard to say if that time really was like the spark of me getting into like world music per se, but uh, I kind of do attribute it to that. Um, I took concert band and jazz band like super seriously in high school. Um, So I kept playing the drums um, and like through that, it was a lot of traveling through that, like around Europe and Asia. Yeah, Um, play. And, uh, yeah, so they were, they were just, like, different, like, honors programs, like, you could audition for. Um, and they kind of took kids from all these different schools abroad. Uh, and then you do a concert in, like, a new city. So, like, those ex- early experiences definitely, um, uh, they definitely sparked my interest. Like, I, I was playing in, like, Tokyo when I was 16. And uh, I was, like, the first chair drummer. And I had to come up with, like, a taiko drum intro to sing, sing, sing. So, like, I definitely, like, early on, I was, like, into, like, you know. serious serious musical well yeah into like crossover uh yeah definitely yeah. um that was maybe like the first like global like global music production i put on at like 16 and then um was super into like hip-hop got more into dance music like as i got older there um and you know you can like be in the clubs at like 18 so uh, I feel like that's sort of when, and like, this was in 2007, 2008. So like early UK dubstep and funky was like starting to creep into the, to the charts and stuff. I mean, I think it had been for a while, like since the nineties, they've sort of just been, they've been more into dance music, uh, as a mainstream, like charge genre for a while, like earlier than us. Um, so it all kind of just started to come to a head. And then I, you know, came back to the States for university and, um, played in bands and then I guess it was just when I graduated where I honestly just couldn't find anything else I wanted to do other than make music and I just started to put out my first couple of releases like at the end of my senior year and it just kind of happened um I got you know produced while you were in college uh the tail end of it yeah I was DJing I started DJing like sophomore year okay um and then uh Skidmore it's like a college in upstate New York Saratoga Springs um it's kind of a joke a lot of <laughs> but uh but it was it was great in the in the in the way that it kind of it was just a free space to figure out what you really want to do and uh i mean it was it was a luxury you know um and you know there's some things i would do differently but i'm definitely happy uh in terms of like the general trajectory that started off there yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely happy with, with where it took you. Crazy, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in terms of like global based music, like when did when did that, you know, love for music, that dedication to music become something like excuse me. <laughs> you're good. Become something like more, you know, global. For, say that again, like when did when did uh 
when when would you consider you know that you like found out about like all the like genres oh, of like sure. yeah. bass and all that you know like maybe like maybe mumbatone or like what opened your sure, eyes sure yeah absolutely um that's a good question i guess in the in the contemporary sense like what it means right now um it must have been around the time i was i was living in harlem like 2013, 14, okay. and 15. Um, I was on this label, Trouble and Bass, and they had kind of put on early, like, kind of resemblances of global bass. Um, there was a group, Zombies for Money, that always had, like, just really cool samples and, like, really cool drums. But it was, like, I, I think a little before then, just, like, scouring the internet, like, in blog days, and I kind of just, like, got a sense that there was something more than electro like there like a lot of the electro stuff that was cool was borrowing from you know uh more traditional rhythms yeah yeah for sure uh, more traditional global rhythms especially like latin american rhythms um and caribbean rhythms and and then like finding dancehall and reggaeton and all that kind of just like it just crept up on me but then it yeah. really came to a head living in harlem because like you just can't avoid it like in the streets there there's just always like blaring Dembo or reggaeton or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must I remember be yeah. I found one of my favorite tracks ever when I was just like picking up Chinese food one day and there was like a party in the park and there was just some DJs playing and it was just like your most picturesque like Harlem like block party kind of vibe and I Shazam the song and I like still play it. It's so dope. Uh, yeah. And that was Harlem and then like and then yeah so like that and then just being in New York Trouble and Bass Dr. Jeep definitely put me onto a lot of like UK funky Shouts to Jeep. He's the man. God bless him. Just kind of came to a head. It, you know, uh, it's hard to ignore. I feel like when you make music, your surroundings are always going to be like really influential in what you put out. And it just kind of crept up on me. And just also playing the drums, you know, like I, I started making more breakbeat stuff, but it's just more fun to use different sounds and different rhythms constantly rather than doing the same beat. What's your what's your heritage? You know your actual your heritage. I, I I believe you're Italian, right? Yeah, I'm half Italian, and then uh, my mom is uh, the good half. Yeah, I'm half Italian, and uh, my mom's like a European kind of mix. Okay. Um, yeah. That's cool. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, Italians Italians have a lot, uh, especially like when in terms of family and cultural have a lot of similarities with like latin american cultures you know what i'm saying like it's a lot more yeah tradition more, uh, food tradition and family family the kind of like love hate of dynamic of family being just like super amplified yep. um yeah food and drinking solving a lot of problems or creating a lot of problems it's good oh, stuff it's good yeah, stuff yeah totally yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah um, so who would you say just you because I mean you seem like an artist that just is like you come from right. so many different places like you can't you can't even pinpoint it yourself you know like there's no aha moment for you like we can't you can't say oh like I listened to this song one time and then like boom I was into you know worldwide you know music. yeah it, de it it was definitely more of a amalgamation or I'm trying to find the best word it was just like a yeah, so it was a whole sea of things that, that crept up, yeah, to the point where, like, just when you have any urge to do something, it usually, like, it can start somewhere, and then it just grows to the point of needing to, like, do something about it, kind of. So did it feel like, it? did it feel like you found global-based music? Like, you had to, like, learn about all these, like, cultures? You had, to, what, how did it feel, like, or, you know, organic? Yeah, no, it was definitely a process, like, um... Again, it's hard to, I mean, also the thing is, so many of these genres were also in the charts without us knowing it as kids. Like, I feel like yeah, I knew sure. about dancehall when I was actually really young because of Sean Paul. It's not like it took yep, me yep. getting into DJing or whatever, or like, yep. even like all the Timbaland stuff and all the Missy stuff, like using all the like Eastern percussion and, yep, yep. and no, like I totally and, agree. Um, yeah. Middle Eastern, it's, whatever. These are sounds. Uh, the mainstream had already put out to us you know even even for me you know us being from you know a little bit of a different you know generation i, I was born in 95 yeah so like, the mainstream had already fed us all of these like dance hall ideas you know like 
Latino music, like obviously being Mexican, like I already had a little insight into Dominican, into Puerto Rican. And right, it just right. was already there, but then all of a sudden it just boom, became mainstream. Yeah, I think it definitely comes to a head once you get into actually having to play a full set of that music and keep a vibe steady like that versus like, oh, I know Sean Paul or I know whatever. So then you end up doing more digging once you really want to represent that flair and yeah, for sure. you know, make that a part of your sound. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What were some of your starts? Like, what were some of your starts in that? Like, um, where did you start DJing? You said parties, but like, where did you start DJing more like for a global sound, you know? Yeah, um, I guess it, it came to a head when I was uh, first moving to LA. Um, but again, just from being on Trouble and Bass in New York, like they'd always been cool with that sound and like UK funky and like the bass fusion of world music. Um, I don't think they were coining it global bass or anything, but on, I, I feel like playing those parties is definitely in the start. But like, and then it came to a head here um, with the late night laggers. Uh, then they, they were Calentura first and then they solidified the late night laggers. Those dudes are awesome. Um, oh, yeah. They're great. They just like, they put on like so many of my favorite producers. Um, yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, yeah, that like, I think really preparing for a lot of their sets forced me to be like, all right, like I'm into this, I play it. I like, you know, so-and-so, but now I gotta like, I'm in LA now, you know, like it was a little different than playing New York, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure. That's crazy. Cause I'm sure you could definitely, there's that, I mean, that could be a whole podcast in itself. Like how are New York and LA similar, oh, yeah. but at the same time, how are they like worlds apart? This, yeah, I mean, these age old debate right there. Uh, that'll never really be settled, honestly. No. Um, really. Other than that, they're just both rad as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly like them both a lot of cities. Um, it's hard to say if I have a favorite or anything, but they're, they're always going to be different. It's like, yeah, you know, I've never, I've never lived in New York. I want to live in New York. Just being a cat that's from like LA, like Long Beach, you know, mm -hmm. I would love to try and live out there um, I've been blessed, fortunate enough to be there twice. I even like, I remember I asked you for like some of your pizza spots. Oh, hell yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, bro. Uh, dude, New York is, it just, I don't know. It just seems like something so foreign yet. So like close at the same time, Yeah. just being a kid from Southern California. Um, in terms of, in terms of producing, bro, we already, we've been talking a little bit about, uh, I feel like that'll tie in with us talking about you as a DJ, you know, as a performer, as an artist, you've made some massive steps in production. Like, and then I remember even like when I discovered you before I ever met you, like I, I looked back at your catalog, like on SoundCloud or stuff or something like that. And I just saw like the wide variety of sounds that you've put out. Um, how did that production career come along? Like, how did you become such a good producer? How did you become such a diverse producer? You know, coming from where you come from, being who you are, you know, uh, how, you know, identifying as an Italian American, you know, and just a little mix of everything. Yeah, how did yeah. that come about, you know, production? Definitely. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely like a rocky start, uh, mainly because I didn't, at the time I started learning Ableton, I didn't, I only had like one person to hit up for help. Um, and I think I definitely, got better just by surrounding myself with people that were better which is you know nothing profound that's like one of just the most surefire ways to just be better is just surround yourself with people that inspire you and as best you can like you know get yourself into those situations without being obnoxious and it's tricky you know i i feel like <laughs> i feel like i could look back at some nights where i was you know putting myself in those positions and I like could have done it more gracefully, but it's almost better to just literally just like bully your way in and not be shy and, uh, and just start learning and, and absorbing as much as possible all the time. I still feel like I have a ton to learn. Um, but that's really nice to hear because I think everyone's their, you know, on worst critic and like I've recently been kind of beating myself up about that because you know, we have had so much like downtime now and it's like, I, I just got to remember every day I can use time to learn something new and everyone can. Yeah. And YouTube has, is like the best. Oh yeah. It's the How best has, teacher ever. So yeah. It's like one of the best resources, honestly. 
Um, That's it, man. How, how has the quarantine, like, uh, how has it affected you? Uh, but not, let's say, like, how has it influenced or impacted your producing? Because obviously it's yeah. impacted everybody's performing. Like, in terms of the artists that we're talking to who are performing artists, not just producers, not just DJs. Like, they are people who live and perform. How has that affected you on the Absolutely. production side? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's been tough. Um, it's been tough for everyone, obviously. Uh, I found it particularly tough because I'm so used to collaborating. Um, that's my favorite way to make music. And I'm constantly working by myself. But um, anything I've done that's been worth anything has been collaborative, uh, mostly with vocals. And that's been tricky. And I know there's a lot I can be doing via sending stuff to people, but I always work better in person. I think it's important to have uh, some sort of relationship and that can be developed online, but it's obviously uh, never the same. It's never the same and it can, and there's, there's just a whole host of variables yeah. that come perception. into the equation once you're perception in person. Reality, yeah, like perceptions, reality. Your conversation, your mood, what you guys ate that day, what you talked about, and none of that comes up when you're just like, hey, here's the beat. Even if you're like talking about what you want from it and all that, so that's been really hard. I uh, there's some stuff. There's a, like two to three collaborations. One, I'm so behind on. Like two that, you know, people have just been. I mean, it's just been a crazy time. It's hard. To, like you know, months go by and you're like, wait, I thought we talked two weeks ago. You know, um, and everyone's sort of feeling like that. So. Uh, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's, so it's hindered that. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm just going to be real on that front. Um, and then in terms of just like exploring though, during the downtime, I feel like I've definitely put a little bit more attention on making stuff that's just more listenable or more outside of the club music um, or just more dressed down per se. That's not so like, this just sounds like live. For the, yeah, exactly. And a lot of that's like some drum machine stuff, um, trying to play more synth on things, just practicing piano some more, um, you know. Uh, and I th there'll be like, a, you know, there'll be more music. It's not like this is completely like shut down my, you know, future releases or anything like that. Um, I will say there was definitely stuff planned that I've like put on hold, um, a number of things. Um, and you know, like we'll we'll be back, like you know we'll be we'll be playing again in public. Like I believe that. Um, but for right now, I think it's definitely like a time of meditation for a lot of people. And I have respect to everyone that is releasing music. I'm definitely like finding a ton of shit on Bandcamp, and I think it's just different for everyone. Like some people, some people have found the whole experience really invigorating, and some people have found it like the complete opposite. And yeah. that's both are okay, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a little bit more on the, the less invigorating side for now. Uh, and that's okay too. And, you know, I'm still trying to work at it every day, but, um, you know, it just takes some time and, but again, yeah, I've been finding tons of great music. So it's crazy, man. Everything's happening all at once. Oh uh, yeah. There's, it, there's no one answer to that. Um, in terms of just like, you know, a general like response that people have had band camps on fire. I love that shit, dude. I've been spending a bunch. I saw this meme, though, that was like where the Bandcamp money comes from. And it was just like three watering cans watering themselves. And it was just like producers buying other producers' music on Bandcamp. Yeah, like supporting but, each other. Yeah. yeah. But there was something kind of beautiful about that. Uh, yeah, it's organic, organic creation. Um, yeah. And by the artist for the artist. It, all go, it always funnels back to you. I mean, the more you give anything, the more it gives back to you. Um, for sure. And then music that doesn't have to be making music every day. It can be being an avid listener, an avid supporter. Oh, yeah, I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like this quarantine has been the best uh, the best time to revisit like old musical tastes and like organic music discovery, like discovering new shit. And like for me, especially, it's been like a lot of deeping dig uh, digging deeper uh, into a lot of the genres that I believe I know. You know what I'm saying? Like finding new. Yeah new avenues new uh new connections uh it's definitely definitely it's what do you think of 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 uh the substitution the quarantine substitution for performing which has been like twitch streaming and all that good stuff 
I think it's great. It's it's not my cup of tea as like a consumer. Uh, like I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. They'd rather be yeah. in the club or there's no real replacement for that. Yeah. But um, I mean, nothing's gonna stop people. Like we're gonna just keep finding a way, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty dope. I also play a lot of video games, so like, yeah, what I do feel you play? like I sh I play a ton of Overwatch. That's my jam. Okay. I feel like I was Jones in in Portland, and homie had the Xbox, and I almost like bought it because I couldn't sign into my account. I don't know what it was, but I think you guys know. <laughs> it's great. I think you everyone needs. I have a few different things I do other than yeah make other music. Um, and sometimes it's just you need to be in a off-brain kind of headspace, whether it's exercise or another yeah. hobby. Yeah, for sure. Um, something that can feed it or just keep you energized. People and, usually uh, have, yeah. like, two passions, you know? They have, like, mm -hmm. one passion and another passion that they're not, like, they don't compete against each other, but they contemplate, like, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I want to find something that is maybe a healthier feed. Like, I've been drawing a little bit more recently, and I think it'd be really cool to to just do more visual art. I think there's, you know, it's a feed. It's all a feed. Yeah. Um, it just connects yeah. different pathways in your brain. Crank it, baby. <laughs> it just connects connect different pathways. You got a bird or something? <laughs> I got a, uh, okay. I got a roommate who's uh, <laughs> just whistling while he works. All right, over there. You're good. <laughs> hey, does he want to be in the hey, podcast too? Uh, he's, uh, he's All right, bro. Um, let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about like global based music per se. Uh, I'll just say one thing and then tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah. Fuerza featuring Nani Castle, Tony Quattro released on on Ausla, Hausla. Re that release what, yeah what, what was that all about you what's uh, what, what's what's all that verification yeah. and work with matt decent tell me a little bit about that yeah please. yeah um that was like a i, I basically i had remixed um a song that nani castle was nani castle was featured on um it was a song by nair they're both like new york girls one from staten island one from queens um really dope djs really great performers I'd been super into them, like living in New York. Yeah. Um, and we connected, did the remix, and then it, it the remix was so fun. I was like, oh, we have to do something else. So I was center beats, um, maybe like four or five months later after that came out. And then we got up in like 2016, like the fall of 2016. Um, and it was actually another demo. It wasn't that beat. I had another demo, and I took it to the studio with her. We recorded it. And then I went home, I, I then like DJ that night in the city. Then I feel like I went home the next day and was like, damn, like she just went off, but this beat isn't it. But what she said, this like Fuerza line was insane. And then it was just like one stream of consciousness. I went back to my parents' house in the suburbs and stayed up till like five. And my mom found me like on the couch at like seven in the morning, all like just a mess. And I was like, no, 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 it's cool. I got a hit. It's cool. I Make just know. Music. I was like, no, 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 no. No, I was working. It's cool. It's all good. Jeez, they probably thought you were like on a good one, but nah. I mean, it it actually, I feel like it is a, they now know it's a good sign if they yeah. see, if like I'm up when they're, because normally I get up like later than them, but if I'm up before them, they're like, oh, you didn't sleep. And then they're yeah. like, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Something's cooking. Something's mm -hmm. cooking in Tony's brain. Um, yeah. How did how did you begin working with uh, I mean Matt Decent bro like how did that come about Yeah um, I think it was like really early on um, like I feel like uh, maybe through Dirty South Joe when he was uh, first on Matt Decent like still blogging and stuff yeah, yeah. there was definitely a connection and I was sending stuff to Paul Devro through him. Uh-huh. Oh, but but big, then, shout out, big shout out to Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout um, out to Dirty South. Yeah. And then like I moved here and I got up with like Akira who now works there. Uh -huh. Um and all like all of his friends and Yeah. That guy's a character. Man. I've never Dude, met he's the man. He's I've the man. I've never met him before, but he's a character. We would love oh. to have we would love to have him on the pod, bro. 
You got him, man. Uh, he's he's the he's just the absolute truth. The kid's a lethal weapon. He's so yeah. talented. I feel like literally the day I met him and the day I heard his music, I was like, "You're next in everything." Yeah. Um. He's amazing, uh, and we uh, were hanging out, and he started working there, and he hit me up one day and was like, "Yo, like, do you have tunes?" I was like, "Oh, like, yeah, like for Matt Easton, definitely." Uh. What year was this? This was like 2018, honestly. Um, yeah, and then we did a couple, like we did a remix, and then uh, a couple remixes, and then I finally got an EP together. Um, and then, yeah, they've been super dope. Um, I mean, just like, obviously, like iconic for for our wave of dance music. You know, I hate to call it EDM, but no, definitely yeah. EDM. It's crazy. They obviously how, made a huge dent, so it's, it's crazy it's how an honor. Thing. Oh yeah, totally. It's crazy how that's such a small portion of your career, though. You know, like that's like that's this much. You have yeah. so much more. Like you have like a lot of collaborations also with like Astronomar and like Bot and Main Course too, right? Like that's massive. Yeah. Like it, for me as a musical consumer of music, like I first found out obviously about like Mad Decent. And like these labels and then i did my digging you know being a youngster you know um i'm only 25 so like i i grew up on the music that you you know listen oh shit yeah that was, that was hot when you first came to la like i mean i feel like i did too though you know it really hasn't been around long enough yeah. to feel like super you know like grandfathered in or anything you know, 2013, 2013, 2014, like when I graduated high school, first year of college, yeah. that was a long time ago for me. And I was I guess, to yeah. like mad decent block parties and like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was my family. Yeah. When you're younger too, like yeah. those blocks of four or five years, obviously it's like night and day different. So yeah. I guess that's true. It does mean a lot more in those like little gaps. Like we only have five years between us, but that's like that's a huge. lifetime of, yeah. of, music. of growing. Yeah. As a little kid, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because we're still young, God bless us. No, yeah, God bless us. But back then, you know, back, like you're in high back school. Back in the day, I'm 25. Back high school or college, you know, those are very different periods. So like, And, that, and, and, yeah, and to me, that. that's, that's what makes me, I feel like, look up to you as much as I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look up to you because you're like, you were a part of something that like on in my like musical journey, you know, being an enthusiast of like following global bass music, following Matt Decent, all that you're like a person that was there and then i actually got to meet you and it's like oh shit fuck bro like yeah you know what i'm saying it's crazy, I guess it's just bro. cyclical man because i could say the same thing about so many of my experiences with people and i think that's you know it's just the whole circle it's a beautiful circle of like oh, i'm stoked and the stoke continues and we keep restoking and everyone's stoked and it's like yeah, like all of a like sudden, skating or something, all of a yeah, sudden, like, yeah, all of a sudden, a, a you know, like a fan, an enthusiast of music becomes a podcaster, and like now people are actually wanting to like, fuck it, I'll be on, the yeah, show. never, you know, it's like, and then I become a part of the fucking industry or whatever, yada yada yada. Isn't it crazy how organic it is? Like I said, all you have to do is just talk. You just talk your way in it. You're like you know, close mouth. What is it? Oh, close mouths don't get fed. It's just like if you want to actually do something or get into something just like do it step up to the plate and go and don't be scared of like sucking or like being awkward at first because everyone experiences oh, that fuck it that's what's up bro. God bless, you know God bless. yeah just yeah do your thing yeah live um, your life <laughs> who are you like who are you currently working with like what are what are you <clears throat> currently if anything you can say or like yeah um i guess i'll like hold off on the stuff that's upcoming is like just to not, you know, knock on wood, don't drink stuff. Oh, um, well, Matt, how has it been, you know, working with the people you've worked, you know, working yeah. with, some, with a big label like Mad Decent, working with like some underground, like fire, fire label, like main course, you know, like, yeah. And, and all those collaborations and people you've met and artists, you yeah, maybe looked up to and then like became, you know, a colleague of. How does that, yeah, work? yeah, yeah. It's always been really great. I've honestly, I haven't had many bad experiences. And if I have, they've always been learning experiences rather than like, you know, I mean, you're going to get shade here and there doing like literally anything in any industry. So like, obviously, like there are like, you know, some trip ups and there's some like issues here and there. But like, for the most part, anything major you've seen that I put out, like the collab 
the relationships I have with the labels and the artists are always like pretty much a hundred percent. I'd say like 99 to a hundred percent. I really like, I can't say a bad word about anyone I've worked with, um, especially in the artist category. Um, and then like just the dudes that like, like you're saying like Mar and Bot, and then like with Trouble and Bass, that was Luca dropped the line. who's now curses. Like all those dudes have been like just the coolest. Like, I feel like they're all of my like, music industry uncles they're like just so rad and it's just yeah i feel like at any moment if it all stopped i could be like all right cool because like i like get to hung out i like hung out with my heroes and like they thought like some of my shit was cool so like it's a wrap yeah like it's cool like whatever happens it's like cool because yeah it's all conversation music is nothing but just like another language and another way to express ourselves so if what I said resonated with the people that I agree with. It's sort of just like literally any industry again. And like, if you know, if you're a chef and like you're on top chef and like, you, you know, there's a, you know, Gordon Ramsay digs your show or whatever. Either you're like, holy shit, eternal stoke, a skater, you know, like it's all the same shit. So it's just eternal stoke. And then you just get to like try to sleep better at night knowing it's like, everything's okay. It's all good. It's okay. You know, it's all yeah. good. That's crazy. yeah. That's a dope ass perspective. The way I like the way you put it. Um, I mean, you got to. It's really easy. Like I said, like the trip ups happen, and there's a day to day hustle or day to day problem to solve, a challenge, whatever. And if you get too caught up in that, you really like lose perspective, and it's not. It's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Just learn from experience. Just definitely, just the highs and the lows. Like try to keep it more even keel. Like yeah, yeah. You'll be back, thing, you know, whatever. If things are down and when they're high, don't get too hyped. You yeah, know, just, sure. just kind of yeah. live it. Just live it and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> soccer coach, they used to say, uh, one kick at a time. Yeah, there you go. The I like that. I like one that. One kick at a time. Uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, did you, I think you, did you, did you think I meant the QPR Rangers when I saw the Rangers earlier? Yeah, which no. I meant the New York Hockey Wait. Rangers. I just put that together because you were saying football. Yeah, <laughs> you were talking about. I think you were talking about yeah, like QPR, like right. Because oh. I lived that. Now it was when I was younger. It was before I moved. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. But that's funny because I've been to a QPR game. Yeah. I, I went to a QPR Norwich game one time, that's and right. I sat on the border of like you and know how they separate the like fans. Fucking shit on each other. Oh my! I, I can't. It's you fucking wanker! Oh, you know it's worse than it's that. Worse. I'll, I'll have to yeah. text you. I can't tell you. Oh yeah, bro. Oh, Damn. it's awful, dude. It's awful. Okay, so you're talking about the New York Hockey Rangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I hockey. just put that together. I was like, why is he saying talk about? What that? sports? What sports did you play? I played baseball mostly, oh. but I also played a little bit of basketball and hockey as a kid. But then yeah, I stopped basketball too. and hockey young. And then played baseball in high school in London, which was a trip. That was, ended up, yeah. We were. It was the same. The same circle. Uh, it was all American kids. American. Yeah, right? exactly. It was Parents like, are trying to keep them like American. Yeah, because it was an American curriculum at the school yeah. I went to, and there are a lot of other international schools that have the same setup. I was. So I was would, thinking. I was yeah. thinking, why didn't you learn to play soccer then if you moved to London? Like, that's well, what I would have done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just so goony, dude. I'm like literally just like all limbs. And I just, I, you know, I have my issues controlling them. I'm just very <laughs> lanky. So, but I guess it works for Peter Crouch. You could have been a keeper but too. That's what I mean. Yeah, right. He was the England keeper. So I, I could have oh, been a he keeper. Was a, he was a striker. He was a striker. But oh, who's the striker? Wait, who was the, who's the goony keeper? Oh, maybe I'm just confusing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I never I want think... a baseball player talking about soccer. A soccer <laughs> player can talk about baseball because yeah. I love baseball. Are you a Mets fan? I'm wearing a Mets hat, but okay. I'm not really a Mets fan. This was my homie's hat, and he moved, and I was just like, he's okay. on the yard sale. I was like, yo, give me that. Like, <laughs> that's mine. I'm a Dodgers fan. But um, I guess Dodgers? Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn Dodgers. How can you be a Brooklyn Dodgers no, fan? Like, so? I'm Los Angeles Dodgers, but I'm saying like they oh, are, yeah. they're from Brooklyn. I went to one Dodgers game. It was so fun. It was so tight. I've been to like, one. Yeah. In uh, New York. I went to one in uh, New York. Oh, wait, at where? Dodgers at, against the Mets. Yeah. Oh, okay. At was, the new, at the, where is it? The new one? I can't remember. Not Shea. It's the, what's the new one? City the, Field. City Field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was so sick, bro. So sick. Dope. 
I had an old uh, old uh, New York cat talk to me about how like he used to be a Dodgers fan when he was a little kid. Like that was his boyhood team, and like now he's, now he's a Mets fan because like yeah. the only team they got. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, have you been to a an LA Dodgers game? Have I? Have yeah, I been? Of course you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I have, bro. Yeah, of course, of course. If if I go watch the Dodgers in New York, you best believe I fucking. Yeah. Okay. Good. You best. That really, to me, that's like. That's LA, bro. Yeah, that's so. It's so LA, and it's so different than being at City or anywhere else. Stadium. Anywhere else. The vibe is so much chiller. I mean, the beers are like the same price, but everything else is like way more chill. It's just like a. And it's really fun. It's like an Angelino vibe, you know. It's yeah. Like, you get you get a big a big fucking like Latin American like Mexican like influence with the beer the food everything yeah you get baseball with the with the hot dogs with every, like that's your yeah yeah there's Korean there's Japanese yeah 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 yep. LA is boom is a exactly exactly nah it's so fun it's if so you fun. want if somebody who doesn't know LA wants to know a little bit more about LA go to a fucking Dodgers game you'll see all of LA yeah hell yeah no I feel that no was, I want to go to another one when it's back man hell yeah bro hey we'll, we'll organize that poor um, sports right poor sports Dude, I love sports <laughs> it's sports. It's so I feel it's... bad for sports <laughs> think of the sports too guys guys <laughs> with the million dollar contracts I have to sit at home it's so hard <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny, bro. Um, let's go back to uh, do you you have any anything global base coming out soon? Like, what's what's your, you know, where are you at with with the global base game? After all, you know, I mean, yeah. we've been keeping it pretty loose, but this is a global base podcast. No, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, right now, all I can say is it's it's to be continued. Um, that's what's up. That's dope though, because it's like yeah. It's not, the, it's definitely not the last you'll hear from me in that in that in that realm, you know. Um, but uh, to be continued for now, soon, definitely more music soon. Yeah, it's crazy because it it seems like it seems like uh, even even right now there's like a whole new a whole new like avenue for music in terms of like not just global based global based uh, music, but like like Mumbatone, this is that like. There's like the Afrobeat aspect coming into it. Like we're paying attention more into the Caribbean. Like yeah, absolutely. Like sound from everywhere. I mean, you see all the stuff that's going on in Holland. Like Holland, like Latin American culture, they love it. Like in Amsterdam and like yeah, like in the Caribbean. Isn't that fucking crazy, bro? Well, it's the diaspora, and it's you know because of unfortunate events of our past, but it, it, it there are, there's a positive to it, you know. Um, and having a you know a more diverse population spread out through the world is definitely bred some amazing music. Um, I yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm taking in as much as I can. Um, I feel like I, my music is always more of an amalgamation, more of like a just like a, a run around the wheel. And I think like definitely moving forward, I want to be more explicit about the influences and especially just being like a white dude playing all this like i've had a, just a lot of time of reflection of yeah obviously like how i've been privileged and how like the, yeah. just the different ways moving forward i can like really shout out where all my influences came from yeah that's cool bro. Um, I'm thinking about that we're so tax like we everyone unfortunately is taxed living in america and it goes to some gnarly shit and uh i mean the least we can do is is amplify the voices that are, uh, you know, <clears throat> that are unfortunately suffering under our, like our own tax, you know, and uh, and especially, you know, like black communities and Latin American communities. Um, color, yeah. That's where I mean, there's just uh, basically eternal credit for. I mean, it's kind of a joke when I think of. Uh, I don't know, at least in the dance music sphere, it's kind of a joke to think of any any straight up white person as being the sole creator of any anything almost. Every, everything is borrowed, yeah. Everything's yeah, everything is borrowed. Um, and there's there are definitely new pages turned. But you I, I think I just you know, that's one thing I'm thinking about a lot is just how to be more explicit about 
what this is all about and why. And I've been more passive about it. And it's, it's definitely not the time to just like throw those issues kind of under the rug. So, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. more discussions on, on influences at the very least. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what we're know. here for too, you know, it's kind yeah. of like to give, you know, artists, you know, be they of, of color, be they, you know, Anglo, whatever, like we're here to like, know you know a little bit more about you about you know where you come from about your origins where, yeah. where do you develop your sound you know i mean it should always be a conversation again i think it's I've, I've done it more passively where like i feel like i'm a gateway drug into a lot of these uh different sounds from all over the world but it's like why not be like hey like this is my like dance hall track by the way like you know i'm influenced by x y and z or from Jamaica like, or whatever like maybe, you know that's maybe making a playlist where you just or like, play, exactly like a playlist of, your, yeah your, your influences like this that's like the best way literally yeah. just like yeah with every release is like a playlist or something that's like Letting hey, the this music is... speak for itself like you know I think that's a great way honestly I might just take that and run with it <laughs> just every release from now on has like an influence playlist and that way it can yeah there's nothing missed and you know it's 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 Everything almost like tomorrow. you know you know what it's like it's like it's like citing your sources in a paper. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And I was an English major, and it kind of just dawned on me that it's like, yeah, uh, I've never really thought of it like that. But it's that's all it is, and it's almost like I I haven't been citing my sources for my entire career, and it's time to start. Dude, that's. Sick, I'm pretty dude. happy with that realization. Dude, right yeah, that you just might, gave me a lot of resolve. I'm not. You might lie. be. You might be the first artist that we see. Oh, like, you might start a uh, trend, bro. Pretty good. God bless me. I just cracked my back. Let me live. <laughs> Damn, bro. That's crazy. Um, I needed a back crack for that one. Feel, dude, you might start. You might, my... <laughs> you might start a new trend of citing your sources. In yeah, world. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, it hap it, 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 I mean, it's a huge issue, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not sure. like it isn't a thing. It's a huge issue. No, it's a huge thing, yeah, totally. Um, so I didn't, you know, there's nothing that profound about it except that it might be just an a, a, a easy analogy uh, to move forward with, you know? Yeah, bro. That's it. Um, yeah, dude, that's great. I'm glad that we were able to realize that while we are recording the podcast. Yeah, yeah that's pretty epic. Isn't that crazy? Um, that's pretty epic. Let's go, but let's move on to the last couple of uh, topics, bro. Yeah. yeah. Great. Hold on. I'm going to grab my last beer for this. Hold sounds on. good. Sounds good. And we're back here with Tony, Tony, Tony. Hey, Tony, yo. Tony times Tony. You got the Tony <laughs> from Worldwide Genre. Tony from the Quattro. Tony squared equals Tony four, right? Yep. Something like that. Something. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, just the last couple of questions. Um, you know, you offering, uh, you know, Anglo Italian American, you know, kind of perspective. Uh, it, it's always interesting for a Latino, you know, me, a, a person of Mexican heritage, a Chicano to ask somebody, you know, an American, I mean, I'm an American too, but like an Anglo American, what, what does it mean? Or what does it, what does it look like to you? What does it sound to you? Uh, like, like to you to be hearing like Latin American music, music in Spanish in, in the mainstream? Uh, in, in even in the U.S. Yeah. Like, how does that feel? It's so dope. It's so awesome. Um, I mean, it's just sort of high time. Uh, and I think it's also great how there's so many more female vocalists that are hitting the charts and breaking all these records. Um, I, it's just awesome. Like, it's so dope. Everything just has, like, a more... Latin, like every, it's caught on to everyone's music. That's the thing. Anytime anything hits the charts, it like has this trickle down effect. So you just hear so many people like borrowing the steez, whether it's like a chord progression or a drum pattern or whatever. Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, like so much, so many of the J Balvin hits are great and like that well, funny, yeah. like, all, like, that just, last album, that last yeah. album, Colores, he worked with so many producers, a lot of producers who are involved in like global based music. Like, yeah, honestly, oh, I you didn't had, know that. Yeah, you had like Diplo was in one of them. Okay, yeah. A bunch of like mad decent producers. Um, I guess I knew Diplo that, from 
Well, yeah, I sure, actually, but yeah, but. Alvaro, uh, do you remember Alvaro, like big room? Alvaro, yeah, Alvaro. it brings a bell. Yeah yeah, 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 back in the day, like he was one of the, he was one of the DJs that played at the very first rave that I went to, which was mm. like Beyond Wonderland in 2013. And he was huge. Oh, around crazy. Still huge, you know, big room house guy. He actually yeah. helped produce some of that Jay Balvin album. And it's like, you got a Dutch guy who's like producing a Latino out. Like, isn't that insane? Like. It's great. There's a lot of reverse osmosis that kind of yeah. happens um, where you get people that were just influenced by the sound and it feeds back into the actual source or someone from that actual country. Yeah. Um, and the industry just recycles. Everything's borrowed. It's, very, it's all cyclical. It's all super cyclical. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it, you know, we're hitting like records with the shipping on the charts and yeah, record great. numbers. Uh, and it's, it's a lot super of money. awesome. It's the industry, you know, music what? industry. There's a lot of money. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. at the end of the day, music industry is always about what's going to make the most money, you know? I mean, as much as Spotify rips off artists, it's so, yeah, like, yeah. these sure. dudes are making bank on streams. And, like, that's dope, dude. Yeah. It, you know, it used to be, like, oh, uh, if you hit a million streams, like, you make it. Now it's like, oh, you hit, like, 66 million. million. Uh, you, what? 66 million? Shit. Is your roommate it's like also a, you made a it. You made it million streams number. Like you're you're good. Money wise or whatever. Yeah, stream like streams on Spotify. Fifty is like yeah. worth the record for real. Fifty, 50 million. You know, it used to be more like you know, if you had a million on SoundCloud, you were like a you were like a phenom. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And now it's like, oh yeah, try fifty-five million. Does your <laughs> does your roommate work in the music industry as well? Yeah, he does. Yeah. So you live with Diplo? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Wes, get over here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done, bro. Yeah. You live with Sonny? Is Skrillex yeah, oh right my there? God, I'm dead. I'm oh dead. my god, bro. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. made it, bro. You're big time. <laughs> god, that's cool, bro. Oh, just you had to hear it. It was good. Yeah. Good yeah, setup. I missed it. But does he? Does he? Does he what? Sorry. Does he work in the music industry? Yeah, he does. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. That's what's yeah. up. We should get him on the podcast. Nah, I'm just yeah, kidding. yeah. He's got some opinions. <laughs> that's funny. Damn, yeah. bro. Uh, what was your experience like uh, coming up here to visit us in Portland, Oregon, bro? What, what was that like? Oh, it was so awesome, man. Um, just nothing but stoke. That was so cool. I think Portland's like the coolest city ever. And like I was saying before, I think there's just like a vibe to the people there where they're just so they're very open and then kind of just accepting of literally everything so it's hard to turn people off from shit yeah yeah for sure because it all kind of exists there and like that vibe you can feel on the dance floor people are just like down and ready and they're like oh like you're doing some unique thing like i am here for that yeah, as yeah, we yeah. all are in portland like you could be like into just the most obscure thing and that's where you thrive in portland yeah, um, place. It's so goofy. And I'm, I'm heartbroken to hear the news uh, and beyond. It's like, I don't even know the feeling. There's no feeling to describe seeing what's going down there right now. And yeah. I, yeah, I, there's no, I have nothing to offer right now. I have, I have no, no comments in terms of that. Have you been protesting? Like what, have, have you been okay? Like, what's good? I have no, I have no comments. Let's just leave it at that, man. We don't need to be fucking... I think there's a problem. People think they're the fucking expert because they see someone on Instagram. It's like, yo, let's just... <laughs> no, it's just... I, I don't just, know. This shit has to maybe just go down and we'll see what the fuck's going on. I don't know. It's that just... Insane, uh, I have no comment because it's just... I have no comment, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't... <laughs> yeah, we're, we don't need to... Yeah, we don't need to go into it. I know it's, it's touchy <laughs> stuff right now. So, we're we're, you know, uh, we're totally... You. We're totally... Uh, we are having, you know, something planned... Uh, in terms of like uh, some social justice kind of like political chat between, you know, we want to get that organized between some, you know, artists. I'm sure we would love to have you on something like that. Uh, we're talking about artists who like have been out, artists yeah. who, uh, yeah, I don't want to say any of the names yet, but yeah, there's some good, definitely artists that you would know that. Yeah. Kinda get I mean, it's definitely like time to vocalize, man. We don't need to be shy about, about yeah. much right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We appreciate yeah. you. We appreciate you. Another being time, though. That's, that's we appreciate bad, you being vocal about it on the record. That that means a lot, you know. 
I mean, it's it's like you can't just ignore the fucking ten thousand ton elephant in the room. I think that's what this year is. Yeah. Kind of teaching yeah. everyone. Yeah. Don't do sure. that shit. That's just not cool. It's not the right way to go about mm-hmm. things. Um, damn, bro. Yeah, that's that's crazy, bro. Well, shit. We appreciate you, bro. Uh, no, thank I appreciate you, you guys, man. You guys yeah. are super rad. Dude, thank you. Uh. Uh, I know Global Base out here in Portland appreciates you. I know I appreciate you with, you know, just me, my team of, of, of worldwide genres, just me behind it so far. Um, we I appreciate you for, for coming on to my project, uh, this project that I'm trying to, you know, offer to any artist uh, in within the whole, you know, wide, wide uh, broad uh, spectrum of, of Global Base music. Um, it was great to, to meet you. Uh, I can't wait to for, for all this to be done. And to be go to be able to go down in LA and just fucking grab a pint somewhere, bro. That'd Hell be so yeah, lit. man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate Hell it, man. Now you you guys are super rad. Like it's been super fun every time I played. Like we will meet again in person in the future. No doubt about it. No doubt about Hell it. Hell yeah. Um any any final shout outs you wanna give out, uh, you know, to any of your friends, anything like that. You know, the mic's all yours. Sure, man. Shit. Shout out yourself. I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. No, nah, I want to say shout out to just the individual right now. Without the individual, we have nothing, and it may seem like we're being swayed by these kind of like mass opinions and mass forces, and we're having to respond to things we've never had to respond before. But the individual can be really, uh, really super impactful. Um, and remember that that even though a lot of things feel like they're, you're just being swayed in a giant roller coaster with a million people, the individual is Man. still very important. You're so shout stoic. out to you. That's yeah. my shout out. Is shout out to you. <laughs> you're getting stoic over here, bro. Shout Super out to stoic. you. Just shout out to you. That's all yeah. I got right now. Hell That's yeah. It. I love it. I love it, bro. Um, last question. If you could only have one more dish one more plate of food for the rest of your life and you couldn't eat anything else or it would be your last one ever what would it be and why really good question my diet has fluctuated a lot in the last five to six years if you could eat whatever you wanted (laughs) cracking up if you could eat whatever you wanted no he's dead Well, that's the thing. I do lean on, I, so I don't eat meat. Um, I stopped eating meat like five years ago. I did grow up on the gabagool, the scamorse, the provolone, the anapaste, the Sunday dinners, the whole nine. <laughs> the gabagool, the gabagool. <laughs> I actually didn't like the gabagool, capicol. It was too fatty for me. I liked a nice thin salami. I liked prosciutto. I liked parma ham. I liked brujol. was insane. <laughs> I gave it all up for the greater good. Um, <laughs> For the good of myself too. Although the thing is, unfortunately, I do lean too much on processed vegan uh, sort of supplement—not supplements, but uh, substitutions for meat, the plant-based proteins and all that. I lean way too heavy on those. It's an issue. Time is an issue, even in this <laughs> shit. My last meal, though. Oof. Last one before you had to go. So, out. how would you go? So out? tough. I guess just like a pe- just a like a cheese pizza from John's on Bleecker, and then like a like hibachi from my hometown in in uh, Connecticut. Those two things I think would just man, I could cry thinking about. It. I think that's like my best. And no one knows that this is my best answer, but like that's I just when I said that I kind of just like felt that. So yeah. I don't even know if the hibachi place is. St- I drove by it a few months ago, but I, it's like it has another name. It was called Fuji, though. So like it would be like a Fuji hibachi with, unfortunately, shrimp. And then I would eat the cheese, too, but I w- <laughs> wouldn't feel great about it, you know? I would, but why would you? you it's your last meal. You, I mean, you'd, you'd go, go out like a champ. Yeah, you'd go out like a champ. But you wouldn't chip. feel great. Damn. It's tough, man. This is a tough life we've been given. <laughs> Oh your shoes, God. your food, everything's tainted, unfortunately. Yes, yes. You got to just find the things you care about the most and enjoy it and fight for those things and enjoy the rest. Fight That's for it. our right. 
to ha to party. We gotta fight for our right to party. Mic drop. Oh. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate dude, you. Bro. Thank you, Tony. God bless you. You're the Hell man. Yeah. Anytime, the dude. Anytime, brother. Have a good evening, right. bro. Thanks for everything. I'll talk to you later, bro. I will talk Thanks, soon. Thanks, dude. Peace out. Later.